good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. I want to thank you so much for um, being willing to listen to this podcast, being willing to um, sit down with this conversation, whatever you're doing, whether you're sitting down, pouring yourself a hot cup of coffee, or on your morning commute to work, I thank you that you listen to me, chosen to listen to me. I hope that I do not disappoint and that we enjoy this time together. Uh, today's episode, we will be dealing with uh, uh, my emphasis on God's Word and my conversations, how I seek to uh, raise up God's Word when it comes to moral things. I seek to uh, incorporate God's Word over and against my own personal advice. I go into reason why in that. Also, I do a review on the fifth president, James Monroe. Uh, As many of you know, I've been going through one biography on each president. Uh, This is my fifth book that I've read, fifth biography, and this one is obviously on James Monroe. And go into what I like about him, what I don't like about him, and his significance as a president, and where does he match up in my favorite, or the best and worst presidents, who do I think the best president is, and who do I think is the worst president. Uh, past that, uh, talk about the question that I'm sure is everybody's, that's on everybody's mind, um, well, at least on many of my coworkers' minds, because a couple of them have already asked me. Um, that is, uh, do I believe in um, Greek gods? Do I believe in Zeus? And uh, what are my thoughts on mythology, uh, Greek gods, and Zeus, and all the like? So this is definitely be an interesting conversation, and definitely a curious conversation, and I'm happy that you're willing to have it with me. I'm often cited as quoting scripture more often than giving my own opinions. Uh, I'm often uh, cited by quoting other people rather than uh, giving my own thoughts on a certain matter. And uh, part of it has to do with my own understanding, knowing that I don't know that much knowing that there are people who have thought of things better than me, um, and when I do, I don't want to plagiarize them, I don't want to take from them, I don't want to copy off of them, I want to imitate them, I want to be um, like them in certain aspects, and I want to uh, point people to them so that they can look to them as I look to them. Uh, you'll often hear me quoting People like John Calvin, C.S. Lewis, and Douglas Wilson, and uh, my own pastor, Pastor Aaron, and uh, some of the elders of my church, and I'll be quoting uh, these men uh, over and against giving my own opinions on things uh, due to, uh, as it, uh, or just due to whatever, but more often than not, uh, before I even think of quoting one of them, 
I'll first think if I can recall any scripture. Uh, and here's the reason why. It says in Psalm 1, uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, and yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So here's what I understand, that I am a wicked man, that I am not a righteous man by nature, and I know that my own speculations, my own proud um, perspectives, my own ideas uh, will perish. They are not grounded in scripture, they are not centered on Christ, and so if, if somebody asks me a question or has needs advice on anything, um, I would much rather tell them what scripture says and then call them to obedience towards it. Understanding, of course, that even I fall short of this glorious standard, um, falling short of the glory of God, and I need Christ just as much as everybody else does. But alas, uh, I would argue that if anything, I want to be able to say to those around me, uh, follow me as I follow Christ, uh, which is badly, repentantly, uh, seeking forgiveness, seeking repentance, being honest about my mistakes, about my sins, about my uh, own sinful passions, my own perishings, perishings. <coughs> and uh, beyond that, I can't do anything else about it, because I want to be able to stand in the congregation of the righteous, I want to be able to uh, walk knowing that the Lord knows my way, because my way is His way. Uh, so, uh, that is important, especially in conversations with me. If we're having this curious conversation, uh, that it is important to know where you stand, know why you stand there, and if you do stand there, uh, then by all means, don't step down. If there is a standard by which you live by, if you are a Muslim, then I want you quoting uh, the Quran or the Hadiths. If you're a Muslim, or if you are a uh, Hindu, I want you to be quoting that. Um, if you're an atheist, I want you to be quoting whatever it is that's your standard. Uh, in conversations with me, uh, by all means, quote them, and we shall see which standard is most consistent, and most helpful, and is most uh, central to reality. finally finished up the biography on the fifth president, which is James Monroe. And I have to say that for a person that I'm supposed to be extremely impressed with, I wasn't really impressed with him. Uh, there are two major things that stuck out. One, that he was the last of the founding fathers when it came to presidents. Uh, 
he was in the Revolutionary War and he was also in the War of 1812. Uh, he was a war hero in both of them, while he was also a the Secretary of State during the War of 1812. Uh, beyond that, also, uh, what is of also note with his presidency was the absolute uh, difference between his first term and his second term. His first term was uh, I would say best characterized by his first act as president which was to remove all what, what he called internal taxes which means no income tax, no sales tax, no uh, interstate commerce tax, no estate tax, no taxes whatsoever on the people themselves. Uh, What he did was that he had high taxes on tariffs. Uh, He uh, taxed exports and he taxed imports. So that uh, anything going in, going out, that's how they got taxed. And because he want what his desire was is that America would just be totally independent, a kind of isolationist mentality. Which, in and of itself, especially nowadays, with the amount of land that we have now, isn't such a bad idea. Uh, his second term uh, is best illustrated by uh, what happened in this first year of his second term, which was the uh, Secretary of Treasury comes out and says that there is a $2 million deficit from you know the previous year. Um, and so the reaction by Congress is to cut the budget by 75%. Now, I don't know if you would know what that would look like, but to give you an idea, right now, our budget here in America is about half a trillion dollars. Could you imagine if we cut our budget from uh, five or 0.5 trillion to 0.125 trillion dollars a year? Uh, and it was just as devastating then as it would be now. It, what that looks like is uh, you lose. of your military, 75% of your police force, 75% of everything. Everything gets cut. Uh, And it was just as devastating then. Uh, One of the most notable things about that was that they had to fire Andrew Jackson right after he won the War of 1812, basically. Uh, And they had him become the governor of uh, Florida. So, uh, that's basically James Monroe's presidency. Uh, Still, I would say my favorite presidents are uh, John Adams, and my favorite, or my uh, least favorite, or the worst president that I know of is uh, Thomas Jefferson. And you can listen to those uh, podcast episodes in a later date. But James Monroe... Uh, it's hard to rank him, but he wasn't good. He also wasn't bad. So really, 
I don't know if I'm going to do a ranking structure like I thought. And basically, if somebody just becomes worse than Thomas Jefferson, I'll mention it. And if somebody becomes better than John Adams, I'll mention it. Next president is John Adams' son, John Quincy Adams. And obviously, there's a possibility that he wins, uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath because uh, he only did one term. So we'll see um, what I think about that. I was having conversation with somebody at work the other day, and I wanted to uh, bring it up on here, and that's, uh, it was about Greek mythology and the Bible and whatnot, and one of the questions that was brought up was, uh, if I believed in Zeus, and surprisingly, I didn't answer like yes or no, I told him it's not that simple. And you may ask, you know, why, why do I think it's not that simple? It's like, well, uh, uh, here, here's, here is my best shot at uh, this. Now, if he would have asked me if I believed in Greek gods, it might have been slightly easier. I would have said something to, along the lines of, yes, but. Uh, I'd say, yes, but I believe that they were demons. Right. Uh, I believe that it was uh, demonic manifestations, uh when it came to uh, the Greek gods or any gods whatsoever, whether it be uh, the gods of Palestine that um, the Israelites dealt with or the Egyptian gods that the Israelites dealt with, uh, the Babylonian gods, uh, the Indian gods, the Chinese gods, like all the gods. Uh, same idea, demonology, fallen angels, uh, yada yada. Uh, a great work dealing with this that uh, help clarify this um, besides obviously scripture where uh, the apostle Paul makes uh, and also uh, the evangelist Luke makes abundantly clear that uh, the gods are demons uh, uh, beyond that uh, I would have you I would challenge you to read uh, City of God especially um, in uh, St. Augustine's dealing with, uh, uh, the, I think it's the Egyptian gods where they, um, have a battle in front of the Egyptians. I believe it's Egypt that this takes place, and, uh, if not, but that'll get you in the right direction if you just Google that. Um, but he asked me if I believed in Zeus. And that's a totally different question altogether because uh, Zeus has been used by uh, Greek Christians to refer to uh, uh, the God of the Bible, uh, and I would say partly rightly so. Uh, it's like when uh, the he when God refers to himself as Baal, even though obviously there is a false deity named Baal. But God sees himself as the true Baal, uh, the true Lord. Baal just means Lord. Uh, and so he says, I'm the true Lord, the true Adonai, the true Baal. I'm the Baal. Uh, and when it comes to Zeus, I would say, uh, if you're referring to a God, then I would say that um, the Lord God of the Scripture is the true Zeus, is the uh, true uh, 
truly omnipotent, omnipotent being. But the Hebrew word for God is what we get for uh, is Eli, or Elohim, uh, which me- refers to uh, the Most High, that which is in the highest position. Uh, Zeus is obviously the highest God, so you could say that uh, that there are uh, similarities on that. Uh, here's here's my issue. Uh, Zeus, the idea of Zeus, the Greek idea of Zeus, is a corruption of uh, the scriptures idea of Zeus because uh, certainly um, there is a um, highest being, there is a higher power as or there is a higher being and he, he is a person uh, he is a uh, masculine person he is a actual person uh, it, it's corrupted in that uh, the Greeks one give uh, God a a body that's not even that's not like a human body it's a deified body but it is certainly an excellent body uh, makes a torgan morph and rape women and do all these crazy things and he has these passions uh, he has these appetites that must be um, fed he can be easily corrupted he can be manipulated you know, Zeus is not the Lord God omnipotent who um, does all things good um, and so I would say that Zeus is a corruption of God, not God being a pure Zeus. Uh, I, I like to look at it the way that scripture divides it, and that, that uh, you have uh, Paul referring to a, or quoting a poem written for uh, the God of Zeus, and the poem he quotes, he quotes making the reference to the one true God. Uh, and so there's that quote. And then you have uh, the Lord Jesus in the beginning of Revelation when he's talking to the church, and I believe Ephesus, uh, calling them to stay away from the... Uh, temple of Zeus calling the temple of Zeus the throne of Satan so you have um, one quote referring to Zeus as the Lord God omnipotent another one referring to Zeus as the uh, as Satan is the uh, fallen angel and I think that that is uh, proper is good because uh, when when you see when it comes down to the uh, philosophical idea of Zeus, Zeus, uh, you know, just f- philosophically, uh, Zeus, you can play with that word and mean uh, the God of the Bible. Now, as soon as you enter into religious worship of the person Zeus, now you have to make it concrete. And there you have to draw lines, you have to uh, cut stones, you are making uh, a dogmatic, objective idea of who your idea of Zeus is, and certainly the one that um, the people of Ephesus created was a diabolical, it was satanic, and it was not God.
listen to a pleasant half hour of curious conversations. To continue the conversation online, go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and search for Zachary Kameen. To get more from the Curious Christian, go to curiousconversations.blog. And as always, drink some coffee and come to Jesus.